You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A few years ago, a young man from Adrian published a fascinating piece on the website BuzzFeed. He was telling his story of buying a broken-down house in Detroit for $500. He would fix the house up by hand, buy a dog, and become part of the community. Of course, there were many lessons learned along the way, and some of them were very difficult about what it takes to rebuild a gutted house, and more importantly, how you become part of a community. Now, Drew Philp has published a book about that experience called A $500 House in Detroit, and he joins us now on Detroit Today to talk about that. Drew, welcome to Detroit Today. Great, thank you. And I would like to just kind of first say uh, how much of a privilege it is to be here with you. Um, I have uh, oh, thank so you. very much yeah. respect for you as a journalist and a citizen that of the city. That is very so, nice of thank you to you. say. I, that, that is a mutual ad- admiration, by the way, Drew. Oh, uh, thank I, you. I think your work, uh, not just uh, about the city of Detroit, but, but about a lot of the issues that we confront on the national level, uh, are, are, is, is really, really important. And uh, I follow you all the time online. Oh, uh, so let's talk about this house that you bought <laughs> in Detroit uh, for five hundred dollars. Uh, I, I love, you know, the sort of catch there, right? Five hundred dollar house, uh, and it implies this sort of simplicity and ease that I think is one part of the picture in Detroit. But of course, in the book, uh, you get to the much more complicated layering beneath that simple catch that that it's never uh, as simple as $500 in a house and and that's the end of the story both in terms of fixing the place up and learning about how to be a member of that community uh, i feel like uh, your book is this incredible journey even though uh, it all takes place in one house in one neighborhood uh, you really do travel a long way in this story oh yes thank you so much and and, and i think uh, I, I think you're correct in that assessment. I, I purchased the house in 2009 um, for $500, of course. It had no windows, no plumbing, no electricity. It was filled with about uh, 10,000 pounds of trash. Um, there was an enormous hole wow. in the roof. Um, and, you know, I've fixed this up over the years. I lived without heat for a couple of years, almost two years. Um, and I've gone through some other uh, things of that nature. But, you know, as I kind of stated in the book, that, you know, building the house, that wasn't the real work. I mean, of course, it was an amazing amount of work, but trying to figure out where my place is um, in the city and within my community, I think that's the real hard work um, that I needed to do and a lot of us uh, need to do as well. So so talk about that work, uh, becoming a citizen of Detroit, becoming a member of the community. First, tell us which uh, community we're talking about here where you bought this house and then talk about sort of what you learned over over this time. Sure. So I uh, live in Poltown, which is very close to um, where Black Bottom was, actually. Yes. Um, uh-huh. We talked to Black Bottom often. There's actually a Black Bottom Cuts barbershop there. Um, <laughs> excuse me. And the, um, you know, at first look, the, the neighborhood looks like prairie land. There is a lot of uh, open space, empty space. But mm-hmm. underneath that, there is a really strong, beautiful, vibrant community going on. Um, that's a real community that has is um, 
you know, has shared history, um, friendships, and things of that nature. And I think it's pretty unique. Um, and I think it happens all over Detroit, but it doesn't happen a lot elsewhere. Um, you know, in my neighborhood, people say hi to each other. I know all of my neighbors. I don't think that's true of... <laughs> that um, is a Detroit thing for sure. <laughs> right. You know, I don't think that's true of Brooklyn, but I also think it's very special and also very important. And in many ways, uh, I think that's kind of the answer to what's uh, going on uh, nationally, as you, as you said, as you said earlier. Yeah. Uh, what about this notion of being an outsider? As I said, uh, you grew up in Adrian, uh, but you moved to Detroit. You moved to this neighborhood. Uh, there, are, there are a lot of people doing that now in the city. I, I, I'm always curious about their experience as newcomers uh, and and how they sort of navigate that fine line between uh, being a new member of a community, for instance, and being an intervener in that community or an interloper in that uh, in that community. Talk about how that has played out for you. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I think that uh, what I try to do, what I attempt to do, um, is add my voice to the chorus rather than overwrite what, what is already going on. Um, when I came here... That's a great I, way to put that. Thank yeah. you. Um, when I came here, I was... Uh, I, I wanted to stay in Michigan because I came from a fairly blue-collar family. Um, I got a world-class education, and I felt very lucky to get that. And I wanted to kind of stay and use it for something in Michigan. Detroit seemed natural. Um, I grew up, you know, in Adrian, Michigan, way out in the country. I had little knowledge of the kind of tension between the suburbs and the city. Um, so, so I didn't understand that at that point, and I just wanted to help. I just wanted to use my education, probably naively. Um, but what I found, I guess, is that Again, there's this beautiful, strong community that I wanted to assimilate into rather than try to overwrite or change. Um, so I do a lot of listening, uh, and I think that helps quite a bit. Uh, obviously, when I was buying my house, everyone thought I was crazy, including the neighbors, but not certainly not just the neighbors, my parents, or anyone I talked to thought I was insane. You know, this was uh, you know almost a decade ago when I was uh, coming here, and it was a very different place then. Um, but I think just by being there, I'm, I'm around, um, and I've, I've been around. I know I'm not the longest Detroiter, but I've stayed around to see the consequences of my actions, and I think that's really important. Um, I think a lot of the tension in, in this comes from uh, people who come and make decisions that they won't be around to fix if they're incorrect or enjoy if sure. they are. Um, so I, I think that's gone a long way. It's just it's just being there and staying here and making a like real, true, actual commitment to the city, as yeah, you have. Yeah. Uh, let's go to uh, Luis in Detroit quickly. Uh, Luis, we've got about two minutes left in the show, but I wanted to get you on. You there, I'm Luis? Steve. I'm on the line. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. How are you? Good. How are um, you? Good. Good. You know, my comment is, you start on this project. Um, I, by the way, I have a $500 home in Brightmore, and um, it's one of those situations where you come in and you say, "Hey, you know, I'm, I have five grand, and I'm gonna put my sweat equity into it." And then you realize it's more than that. And I'm on ten thousand right now, and I'm looking at another ten thousand. But by the time we're done, you know, here's a house that would have been boarded up that it's not anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, social justice is number one priority. And um, in Brightmore, we've accomplished a lot, you know, as a community um, with groups like Neighbors Building Brightmore yeah. to um, help, you know, the community. And um, I guess my comment is that it's not just a home. Sure. It's a home that's part of 
um, a neighborhood, and it's uh, a neighborhood that is being built by community. Yeah. And it's, you know, a community of black, white, young, old. Um, I'm Hispanic, so for me it's important to have that mix and that mix, contribute. Yeah. No, Luis, Luis, great story. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for sharing that. I mean, uh, we, we've only got about 30 seconds left, Drew. I apologize for that, but I, I want to give you a chance to respond to what, uh, what Luis is saying there. Oh, I agree. I think that's wonderful. I mean, uh, one thing that really resonated with me was that you know, he said social justice is number one, and that's what yes. uh, I think is, is so important in this. We have a very unique opportunity here in the city to um, kind of, as we figure out what we want to be going forward, um, we can be different. We can um, build right. this To make city sure back. everybody everybody is is benefiting from, Absolutely. from what's happening. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Drew Philp, author of A $500 House in Detroit, thank you very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you again, Mr. Anderson. Absolutely. All right. Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. Program director is Joan Isabella. Technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. Associate producers are Gus Navarro, Aaron Allen, Addie Wallace. Detroit Today's theme song was composed by WBET's Sam Bobian. And here at WVXU in Cincinnati, Rick Andrus has helped me out in the booth today. This is that's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station. See you tomorrow.